0: Well, good morning, Mechanicsville. How you doing this morning? This is Don Curtis, and this is another day that the Lord has made for you and for me that we might rejoice in it and be exceedingly glad, and I tell you, we're just excited But another day, a great day, a marvelous day, and you and I can be in fellowship with him all day long. Yes, we just give God thanks and praise for this wonderful day, marvelous day. We have some new listeners in Annapolis, Maryland. Good morning to you. In Herndon, Virginia, good morning to you as well. Owens, Maryland, good morning to you. Waldorf Maryland good morning to you Prince Frederick Maryland good morning to you Now you like yeah, this is in Glasgow United Kingdom London United Kingdom WBR like FM family members in Barrow, England good morning to you as well you like yeah Rochester Minnesota good morning to you Washington D.C Good morning to you San Jose California good morning to you Indianapolis Indiana good morning to you our new listeners in Indonesia, good morning to you. In Australia, good morning to you. Finland, good morning to you. Good morning, New Jersey. Good morning to you. Yeah, California. Good morning to you. Texas. Good morning. Illinois. Good morning to you. Yeah, Florida. Good morning to you. Illinois. Good morning to you. Ohio. Good morning to you. North Carolina, top of the morning to you. Redmond, Washington, and the rest of the great state of Washington, good morning to you. Colorado, good morning to you. Tennessee, good morning. Yeah, Missouri, good morning to you. Arizona, he love you like that. Yes, he does. Good morning to you. Yeah, Kentucky. You know he does. Good morning to you. Massachusetts, good morning to you. Yeah, Michigan, good morning to you. Yeah, Georgia, good morning to you. The Peace State, good morning. Yeah, Louisiana, he love you like that. Yes, he does. Good morning to you. Yeah, Wisconsin, good morning to you. you New, New York. Yeah, the Big Apple, good morning to you. you Pennsylvania, good morning to you. you hey, yeah, Connecticut, he loves you like that. Good morning to you. you set me free. Alabama, Nebraska, good morning to you. Yeah, New Hampshire, good morning to you. you love me like that. Yeah, he love you like that, Oklahoma. Good morning to you. you love me like that. Iowa, good morning to you. Mississippi, good morning. You love me Montana, good morning. Hey. What manner love is it Japan, good morning to you. South Africa, good morning to you. Yeah, hey Singapore, he loves you like that. Good morning. Yeah, France. Good morning to you, he loves you like that. Good morning, Germany, good morning morning to you. Spain, good morning to you. Switzerland, good morning to you. Yeah, Iceland, he loves you like that. Brazil, he loves you like that. Love. Love love. Yeah, another great day, a wonderful day, a marvelous day. Super caliphagic, let's be all a kind of a day. Super fantabulous. Yes, it is, because another day for you and I to be in complete fellowship with our Lord Jesus Christ Himself, without Dad, without Father, He loves us like that. And I tell you, we just give God thanks and praise. Don't forget to give God thanks for your next door neighbor, those down the street, yeah, in the same neighborhood you're in, yeah, those who you work with. Just give God thanks and praise for them. Yes, this is another great day, <laughs> another marvelous day. I'm excited about today. <clears throat> yes, mm-hmm. because again, it's a opportunity for you and I to discover just how much God. Loves us more and more and an opportunity for you and I to agree with God. Yeah, to hear again the declarations to remind ourselves about what God has declared to be true concerning you and concerning me, each and every single one of us. Mm -hmm. To discover more and more his thoughts concerning you, his thoughts concerning me, his desires for you and his desires for me. (laughs) Yes, 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 and not to be led astray by what others might say, think about you, and not in what you might think about yourself, but rather to just agree with what God has declared to be true about you. Jesus has done a tremendous thing for each and every single one of us. The issue and the challenge is that not everybody believe it. That's always been the struggle. That's always been the problem. That has always been the challenge to believe what God has declared to be true about you and about me. Mm -hmm. The fact that he has made us in his image and his likeness. Yes, you have the image of God in you. You have the likeness of God in you. Yes, (laughs) and that Jesus Christ has done something for every single one of us. John the Baptist introduced him by saying, Behold the Lamb of God. This is God's sacrifice. This is God's lamb that will take away the sin of the world. Mm -hmm. Dealing with your sin and my sin once and for all a complete death blow to it Mm -hmm. in God's mind, in God's eyes. And now he calls you and I to agree with him. Yeah. To be reconciled together with him. I like that word reconcile because every month we reconcile ourselves, our bank statement with what we have on our computer, on our phones or whatever we, we reconcile, we make them agree together and God has reconciled himself with you and with me not imputing your trespass and sins against you at all. And he bids us to be reconciled to him, to agree with him, to say, hey, hold on a minute. God has declared something fantastic concerning me, and I'm just going to be wild enough to believe it. I'm going to take him at his word. Mm -hmm. And you'll find out it's not wild at all. It's wild not to believe God. And so we just give God thanks and praise. Another great day for you and I to discover that. And, you know, the Apostle Paul is sharing new discoveries with the church at Corinth, things that they had never dreamt about before, things that they had never thought about before, things that had been accomplished on their behalf that they weren't even knowledgeable at all. And God is expecting and looking to you and to me as a result of you and I embracing these absolute tremendous truths about ourselves, that it impacts our thinking, it impacts our behavior, it impacts everything about us because we find that we are new creatures in Christ, that Jesus Christ has done something for each and every single one of us that nobody else can do. And it involves this relationship that we have not only with him, but with one another. And Paul now has been... Working and talking to the church at Corinth, and he had been uh, praising them for certain things and encouraging them, extolling them. But he said, Now, when it comes to this one thing, there's something that I've got to call your attention to because I can't praise you in this at all. And we're in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, and in verse 17, he says, Now, in this that I declare unto you, I praise you not. That you come together not for the better but for the worse, mm-hmm. he says. You're coming together with this thing happening, these things happening. It really is not a beneficial thing for you at all, but rather it's a destructive thing. He says. First of all, when I when you come together in the church, I hear that there be divisions among you. So divisions got to be dealt with. No. <laughs> God is not divided. The Father is not divided against the Son, the Son against the Father, and the Holy Ghost against both of them. No, there is unity. There is oneness. And the same is exists with you and with me, with every single one of us who are members of the body of Christ. There should be no divisions at all. He said, I partly believe it. Then he says, there must also be heresies among you, divisions and heresies. Listen, that they which are approved may be made manifest among you hmm. There'll be instigators, those who will cause division. You mock them. You watch out for them because they're there to show who's for real, and who's not for real. And then there'll be heresies. There'll be teaching. That'll be off the wall. That'll be anti-Christ. That'll be against what he has done, what he has accomplished for you and for me. Watch out for that. Because these things, these two things, division, and heresies, they will demonstrate who is approved and who's not. Who's for real and who's not for real? Who's just playing church and those who really understand that they are the church? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. He said, when you come together, therefore, into one place is not to eat the Lord's Supper. Yeah. He said, now, for in eating, every one taketh before other his own supper, and one is hungry, another is drunk. He said, there's no unity there. There's no oneness there. You're not relating to each other as one body. One has a big fine spread, a whole bunch of food, and somebody else is hungry. Somebody else has too much to drink. He said, what, verse 22, have you not houses to eat and to drink in, or despise you the church of God and shame them that have not? For what shall I say to you? Shall I praise you in this? He says, I praise you not. This is the concern he has. Now, I want us to listen to this. Because there's a big context in which he offers this and oftentimes it's been mishandled. It's been abused. And persons have just nullified really what the body of Christ, who the body of Christ really is. So in the midst of these, he says, Listen, listen to this, for I have received of the Lord that which I also declared unto you. He said, I've declared this to you before. I've delivered this to you before. We've spoken about this before, that the Lord Jesus Christ, the same night in which he was betrayed, listen to this, he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he break it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. This is before the cross now. After the same manner also he took the cup. When he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood, this do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Now listen, for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you show forth the Lord's death until he come. Wherefore, whosoever eat of this bread and drink of this cup unworthily, that's what they were doing, shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. Let a man examine himself and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. Listen to this, for he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. Listen to this, I I underline that. The problem was that they could not discern the Lord's body. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the host, it wasn't the bread, it wasn't the, the wine, it wasn't the drink. No, no, the reality is that after the crucifixion, the death, the burial, the resurrection of Christ, something fantastic happened. You and I now, we become the very members of the body of Christ. He said, now, the problem with the church there at Corinth, and it's still the same challenge today, is not discerning the Lord's body. Now, notice know this is what he's saying because of the context, the wider context. As we keep on looking, he says, in the next chapter, chapter 12, and, of course, you know there is no chapter division. He just keeps right on speaking and talking and writing. In chapter 12, verse 27, he says, Now you are the body of Christ and members in particular. He said you haven't been discerning that. You haven't been acting like that. You have no understanding that you are the members of the body of Christ. And as a result of it, you have not been discerning the Lord's body, and so you have been eating and drinking unworthy. You've been eating and drinking damnation to yourself. He says, For this cause many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Listen to this. He said, For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. Listen to this. Wherefore, my brethren, when you come together to eat, tarry one for another. If any man hunger, let him eat at home that you come not together under condemnation. The rest I will set in order when I come. He's talking about the body of Christ, about you and me, about the fellowship, the care, the love that should exist there between the two of us. You are the members of the body of Christ. I am the members of the body of Christ. We are the body of Christ. They had never heard this before. And today, there's sometimes in some places, some churches, as if people still haven't heard this before. They believe that the body and blood of Christ is the host and the wine, the bread and the wine. And he said, no, you don't understand that you are the members of the body of Christ. You are the body of Christ. You're not discerning the Lord's body. And so as a result of it, you dishonor one another. You despise one another. Mm-hmm. He said, it shouldn't be like that. When you come together, you come together understanding, wait a minute, we are members one of another. And he goes on in chapter 12, and we'll talk about this later on, about, again, the members of the body of Christ, the real members of the body of Christ, the real body of Christ. Now, Paul knew this more than anybody else because of the experience he had with Christ. Remember, his own testimony was how he was before he got converted. He thought he was doing God's work. By persecuting the current, the new believers, those that were following Christ, those that were what they called the way. And he was rounded up, men and women, taking them back to Rome, taking them back to Jerusalem be persecuted. Remember, he was on his way to Damascus for that same purpose. And what happened? He met Christ. He met Jesus in a way that he never experienced him before. On his way, a light, you and I know the story, a light that was shining brighter than the noonday sun, knocked him to his feet, knocked him to the ground, blinded him. And God said to him, Jesus said to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Not these believers, not these members, not these men and women that that you're going after. Yeah, they are. But he says, you don't understand. They are me. I identify myself with them. They are the members of my body. He had never thought about that before. He had never heard that before. Never been taught before because it had never been a reality before. But Jesus now by the spirit of God is saying, no, this is the reality. You and I, we are the members of the body of Christ. I'm just blown away when I'm in some churches (laughs) and communion time comes And I'm forbidden to being able to participate in that because I'm not a practicing Catholic. And I'm sitting there, I say, don't you understand? I am a member of the body of Christ, and you are not allowing Christ, you are not allowing him to participate, to be a part of. Don't you realize, don't you know that the real body of Christ the real members of Christ are the church mm-hmm. that are made up of both Gentiles and Jews that have been born again, born of the Spirit of God. Isn't that amazing? He, Jesus said, Whatsoever you do to the least one of these, my brethren, you do it to me. Hmm. <laughs> many people are going to be shocked on that day. They think they had the power to change wine and bread into the blood and body of Christ and not knowing and understanding that the real body of Christ was right there looking at them. They were denying them access to the react to the, (laughs) to this particular part of the church service, not understanding that, wait a minute (laughs) here's what Paul is saying. You guys don't understand who you are. You are not discerning the Lord's body. I underlined that in my Bible. He said, this is how you bring damnation to yourself. This is how you drink unworthily. This is how you eat and drink damnation to yourself, not discerning the Lord's body. That's it. And for this reason, many are weak and sickly among you. He said, many of you are sick right now, physically sick. Many have died as he put many asleep. Why? Because they did not discern the Lord's body. And verse 12 is just a marvelous teaching on the body of Christ and how the Spirit of God, how the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost together, (laughs) works together in terms of how the body of Christ is. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. (laughs) This unity, this oneness. And then he gets down to verse 27 of chapter 12. He says, now you are the body of Christ and members in particular. Mm -hmm. That's why he's saying to them, you don't understand. You're not you're not discerning the Lord's body. So, you know, when you uh, fellowship together when you come together with some other believers, you're actually coming together with the members of Christ. You're actually coming together with Christ. He identifies himself with each and every single one of us whether we do it or not. Paul didn't do that. Saul of Tarsus didn't think like that. That doesn't change the fact. That didn't mess, mess up the truth. He had to discover the truth, just like many today have got to discover the truth about who they really are. I'm sure those men and women that Paul were rounding up and taking back to Jerusalem, they had no idea that what was befalling them was befalling Christ, that Jesus saw them as himself, that he identified himself with them, that he was one together with them, that there was no separation in his mind towards them and himself. The only separation was in their mind. They didn't know that. They didn't understand that. Saul of Tarshish didn't understand that. And many today don't understand it either. That's why we can do some of the things we do one to another. And think that it's okay because we don't realize that we are doing this to Christ. That's why the Bible can say you can say all day long how much you love God. But if you can't get along with your next door neighbor, you can't get along with those that you do see. He said, now, wait a minute. You can't even see God. How can you say you love God? Somebody you cannot see. But yet you can't get along with your brothers and your sisters who you do see. This is what Paul is emphasizing to these people right here in Corinth because they were getting sick, they were weak, and some of them had died because they were not discerning the Lord's body. And Paul, again, he knew this firsthand because he knew how ignorant he was. He knew how misinformed he was about the body of Christ and about who Christ really is. And it wasn't until God opened up his eyes and he began to see, wait a minute, no, those men and women that I had been rounded up, they were, in fact, Christ. That's why Jesus asked him, "Why do you persecute me?" He didn't ask him why he persecuted those men and those women. Why does he persecute church folk like that? No, he said, "Why do you persecute me?" And Paul didn't know. He said, "He didn't." He said, "Who are you?" He said, "I'm Jesus, whom you're persecuting." Hmm. Yeah. So the next time you're in fellowship with some other saints. Next time you're together with some other believers, I'm just praying for all of us that we be conscious and aware of the fact that we are fellowshipping with other members of the body of Christ. We are fellowshipping with Christ himself. That's why he said if two or three are gathered together in his midst, gathered together in his name, he's right there in the midst. And not only in the midst, but in the middle of us, in us, Christ in you, the hope of glory. This reality, you remember he said, look, don't you know that your body, you remember he was speaking this to the early church, the same church early on. Don't you know that your body is the temple of the spirit of God, that God is a dwelling on the inside of you, that he's in you? And it's because of that truth, you can't be fornicating all over the place because you're taking the body of Christ and making him one with fornication. And that's ungodly. So he's saying the same thing to these people in Corinth. He's moving it to a different subject. He said, you are despising the church. You're despising Christ. hmm He said, look, you've got to examine yourself. You've got to slow down. He said, wait a minute. You've got to examine himself. He's not talking about you confessing sins in the sense of, of behavior, things you've done or haven't done. That's not what he's talking about. Examine your stop and think about who you are. Stop and consider where you are. Look around and see that you are, <laughs> you are together with other members of Christ. And so now you fellowship, you react, you respond, you associate, you, you, you see that, wait a minute, you are members one of another, that you are joined together, that you are connected together, that you are one body. And so what you have, you share. One with another, yes. You share. You're concerned about your brother, not so much about yourself. There is no more division because you see others to be more important than you are. You begin to see, wait a minute, there's variety within the body of Christ, there are differences in the body of Christ. God is the one who has made these differences. There are different administrations, different operations, different manifestations. But it's all for the profit of all of us together. And so therefore, now we discern the body of Christ. We're now seeing Christ's body. We are seeing what Christ sees. We're seeing what the Father is seeing. We're no longer limited to this world's vision and view of people and of church and of Sunday morning worship, or whatever we might call that to be, we'll say, wait a minute, no, 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 we, we've got to see things from Jesus' perspective. We've got to see ourselves, we've got to see one another. So he says, let a man examine himself. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup, that oneness, that unity, the fact that, wait a minute, <laughs> We are members of one of another. There's no space for division at all. If I don't agree with somebody else, maybe I'm the problem. Maybe I'm the one that needs to grow up. Maybe I've, not, I've got to see things from a different perspective. hmm Yes. I've got to listen. I've got to say, wait a minute, this has got to be about Christ. It's all about him. I can't be teaching and preaching something that is not about Christ, he's got to be the center of it. After all, he's at all in all. It's what he has done, the Spirit of God, taking the things of Christ and showing them to us, making them real to us. mm mm-hmm. And nothing that would anyway take away from what he has accomplished, what he has done. <clears throat> and that no man has some mystical power to take wine and turn it into the blood of Christ. To take bread and turn it into His body. When you and I, we are in fact the body of Christ. <clears throat> mm-hmm. That we know and understand who the real body is, and that we are saying, "Lord, thank you for giving us discern, open up our eyes, that we might see and know and understand that we are joined together, that we are members one of another, and that my real <laughs> qualification, the really thing that 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 is the evidence." That I'm really your disciple and I'm really a member of the body of Christ. Is my love one for another? Is my love for these people that are here? hmm My agape love, not just feelings and emotions, and we thank God for that, but my actions, my attitude, my speech. The fact that I know I'm free, I'm mature, but guess what? I have a weaker brother, I have a weaker sister who's not where I'm at in his own consciousness. And for their sake, I will deny myself. For their sake, I will cut back on my freedom. This is what Paul is talking about. You and I are discerning the reality of the body of Christ, the real body of Christ. And we do have communion together. When we do take wine and bread together, we're remembering that he died so that we might be one together with him and with each other. Mm-hmm. Remember he said that there'll come a day when you'll know that I'm in you and you're in me. There'll come a day when you'll know that the Father loves me just like he loves you. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I tell you, we just give God thanks and praise. That's why today is a great day, another marvelous day that you and I can rejoice in and be exceedingly glad because we are one together with Christ. And guess what? Whatever you are experiencing today, you're not experiencing it by yourself. No, Jesus said, no, you are one together with me. As I am, so are you right now, he says, in this present world. And I say we just give God thanks and praise for another great day. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, good morning to you. Good morning, Mexico. Norway. Good morning to you. Philippines. Good morning to you as well. Romania. Good morning to you. Yeah, listeners in Turkey. Good morning to you. And Chile. Good morning to you. Hong Kong. Good morning to you. Hungary. Good morning to you. Kenya. Good morning to you. Peru. Yeah. Good morning to you, Peru. Good morning, Republic of Korea. Good morning to you, Puerto Rico. Sri Lanka. Good morning to you. Wala Mala, good morning to you. Botswana, good morning to you. Not Jerry, good morning to you. Living yeah, we live inside of his love. Inside of, inside love. And that marvelous truth, he's living inside of his love. We're living inside of his love. Nobody can get to you except they go past him first.